disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 111, episode 111. I feel like that has to be either bad or good luck, depending on the way you, I don't know, however you look at it, I don't know, (laughs) of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast, of course. I'm your host, uh, Tim Bridgewater. So, wow, it's been a very interesting week. It's been a very interesting couple of episodes here as we have gone through yet another transformation with Goku, of course, reaching Ultra Instinct. We've got Jiren, which is clearly the most unbeatable mofo I think we have ever seen on the show. (laughs) It's almost kind of unbelievable how strong he is at this point, especially after what we see this episode. But it's okay. This happens every arc. They get some super powerful character they have to beat, and they'll find a way to beat him. Don't worry about it. We'll get into it in a minute. Uh, Of course, if you have not liked the Facebook page, take a quick second and do that. I don't know how at this point, if you still haven't liked the Facebook page, you you just hate me. That's what it is. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it out loud. Say, I hate Tim Bridgewater. Look in the mirror. I don't care if you're driving in your car. Look in the rear view mirror and say, I hate Tim. Because if you haven't liked that Facebook page, it means you hate me. Of course, I'm kidding, but go like the page, okay? Because it's really easy and simple to do, and it will go a long way. And of course, helping this podcast last a lot longer as we come to the, you know, we're, we're getting closer and closer to the end of Dragon Ball Super now, and I have to figure out whether or not I want to try to continue this thing in some form or fashion or et cetera. So the more likes I get, the more support I get, the more reviews I get, the more feedback that I get, the much more likely, and the more the audience grows, the much more likely I'll be able to continue doing something. I've been talking about the Patreon for a while. The Patreon is still coming. I did not decide to do the Game of Thrones thing that I was planning to do because then I actually changed my mind. And I was going to do a Facebook Live. And this is something that if you like the Facebook page, you would be aware of. I was going to do a Facebook Live, but it just, I don't know, it was too short of a notice. And I felt that not many people would be able to to tune in. So I just kind of let it go. But I certainly have a lot of strong opinions about the series finale of Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't know if you guys by some chance really want to hear that. then I need you to let me know. Because otherwise, I'll just keep them all to myself. But I wouldn't have a problem doing a Facebook Live or something like that. If you guys really want to talk about it, I can jump on there. We can arrange it. We can make sure everyone or most people are available (laughs) somehow. I don't know how I could possibly make a schedule between me and all you guys. But we could figure something out. I can make a post about it. I could plan it in advance. And then you guys will have time to try to make your arrangements and stuff if you want to try to be a part of that. But I need you to let me know. I need some feedback on that. So please send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com and let me know. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything else Dragon Ball related, we have an email segment called What Are You Saying? So make sure you send me an email there and uh, and, and ask me a question. I do have about three different messages I'm going to read uh, on this episode, but I'm going to go ahead and save those to the end of the episode talk just because obviously they just kind of more so pertain to this episode And uh, I don't know. I just kind of feel like saving them for later. Sometimes I just change my mind. (laughs) It's my show. okay? Uh, anyway. Yeah. So if you want to hear about Game of Thrones, of course, let me know. There's an Instagram. You need to go and find that. Follow me there. 
at Rock the Dragon Podcast. Like the Facebook page. Find me on YouTube. Subscribe. Like every video. It sounds like a lot, but it's really not <laughs> in terms of doing it. Now, the results of it can be very beneficial to the podcast, though. So also, once again, I, I'm selling a song. I did a cover. I did a cover of the Dragon Ball theme song. The very first one. It's only a dollar. You can get it on Apple uh, Music as well as Google Play and et cetera. So, you know, if you want to contribute to the longevity of the podcast and and, and, and Tim's uh, financial struggles, do not hesitate to uh, go in and just hand over one measly buck and you get a pretty good song. I, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm really happy <laughs> with the way that song turned out. And it's got nothing but positive feedback. So if you'd like to be able to listen to it whenever you feel like it and, and you want to help the podcast, just go and, uh, and just hand over that, that one little digital piece of money and, uh, and it'll be all yours. Okay. All right. So let's just go ahead and jump into the episode talk for this episode. So, of course, this episode, I just said episode like three times in a really short amount of time. Uh, episode 111 of Rock the Dragon podcast is going to cover episode 111 of Dragon Ball Super titled An Extra Dimensional Ultimate Battle Hit versus Jiren. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is a title. OK, <laughs> it doesn't really tell you what's going to happen. It doesn't tell you it doesn't reveal any special techniques, any sneak attacks. It doesn't tell you who's going to win. It just tells you what is going to what's going down an extra dimensional ultimate battle and who's fighting hit versus Jiren. Boom. Good job. Dragon Ball Super. All right. So as we left off with the previous episode, we knew that that hit was trying to get involved in this fight. OK. He did sort of come out with a sneak attack toward Jiren after Goku uh, pretty much had to tap out due to his Ultra Instinct form being lost. And then the last we saw of him, he was talking to Vegeta. All of a sudden he got swept away. And then we found out at the, the end of the previous episode that he was with Frieza. And now Frieza is standing over him with his palm facing down. They animated it in a very sinister looking way. So I think most people would assume uh-oh, oh no, Frieza's about to try to do something dirty to Goku, because why wouldn't he? He's Frieza. And of course, and he's also mentioning this also happened on Namek, so we're thinking back to that, that he's maybe about to try to get some sort of revenge on Frieza. But as I accurately predicted <laughs> at the end of the last episode, Frieza actually just gave him some energy, you know? Because it, to me, it just it didn't make any sense that he would try to kill Goku in this moment. Not that everything Frieza does makes sense, but based on what we saw him do with Gohan, it would have been completely ridiculous for him to get rid of Goku in this moment, knowing that they need him to win this whole thing. Because remember, Frieza was standing there watching this whole Ultra Instinct thing go down, and he knows he can't do that. He, he kind of mentions that himself <laughs> in this scene. So he gives Goku the energy, and then to Goku's surprise, he's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm, I'm my power. I'm strong again. And Frieza just mentions that he shares some of his energy. And, and it wasn't a lot. It was only it was it was just enough to kind of get him back up on his feet. He says they're all square. And he's basically saying that he's not about to go and try to uh, take on Jiren, because I, I guess at this point he realizes that he can't. You know, so <laughs> as a matter of fact, yeah, he says, I'm not about to try that myself. So, boom. And then he just kind of scurries off. 
Oh, wait, no, sorry. Before he scurries off, he does mention to Goku that uh, the state that he was just in is called Autonomous Ultra Instinct. Okay, so now Goku knows the name of it. He's saying that, you know, if I could just get back to that, that level again, could I defeat Jiren? So we know what's going to happen here. Or at least we have an idea. Now, I'm glad to see that things kind of went this way. Because remember, I was completely surprised at the fact that, that it seemed like they were going to get into this Goku and Jiren shit so quickly. Not only did they introduce it halfway through in a random episode, <laughs> but then by the end of the episode, he was throwing out a spirit bomb. And the next episode, he was going Ultra Instinct. And I was like, slow down, slow down. And that's exactly what they're doing now by letting Goku take a break and getting some of the other fighters in there. Because we know, because now we know this fight is not over, right? We're going to get Goku versus Jiren part two. Whenever Goku figures out how to get the Ultra Instinct back, they'll go for another round. In the meantime, we got to watch Jiren whoop some people's ass, which I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So speaking of whooping ass, uh, Jiren is whooping hit. You know, hits doing everything in his in, in his in his his ability, including time skipping and phasing and teleporting and all that shit that he does. But it doesn't really seem to be doing enough. So we've got Hit and Jiren, basically uh, kind of squaring off here, just having a little bit of a conversation. Um, you know, it, it becomes apparent pretty soon, even even though they. They actually kind of go out of their way to say this out loud is that Hit is actually kind of taking his time and just because we, we've learned this about Hit. We've learned that he's very observant when it comes to this kind of stuff. He'll he'll kind of feel you out. He'll kind of figure out the best way to get in there and win. So so we know it's just a matter of time before we actually get to kind of see what this was. This leads to at least that's what I was thinking. I knew that there was going there was not going to be any way that Hit was just going to get his ass whooped and just be done. You know, there had to be some kind of game plan because they've gone out of their way to show how powerful Hit is, too. So, you know, if Hit is going up against Jiren, he's at least going to have to do something cool, figure out something new to at least keep him at bay <laughs> before, you know, whatever happens, happens. That's basically what we get. But in the meantime, everyone's kind of watching the fight and they're wondering, well, what, what's he doing? Hit, why are you trying the same stuff over and over again? You're doing the time skip It's not working. What what's going on? Once again, if you if you've kind of been paying attention to hits techniques this entire time, the way he fights, you know that that's not enough for him. He'll he'll sit back and he'll figure out a way to get past all of this, whether that'll work out in the end is something that we still have to kind of see. Now, kind of obviously, as usual, they're going back to the sidelines a lot. We're getting some commentary from Vados. We've got Weiss making some comments about just kind of reminding us the way hits abilities work. You know, the fact that he can store up these time skips if he wants. He doesn't have to just use them, but he can store them up and kind of use them in different kind of cool ways. Uh, the fact that he can kind of open up these pocket dimensions and stuff like that. These are all things that we've we've learned before about him. And so everybody's just kind of wondering, well, then, you know, with all this, all these abilities and all this knowledge that he has, why is he doing the same thing over and over again? Even Jiren himself is asking, how many times must you fail? <laughs> And how many times must and he's saying how many times must I tell you I will keep going to the end? Goku is watching this from a distance, and lo and behold, you know how many of, I've been talking about the these two Universe Six Saiyans for how many episodes now, right? And 
<laughs> no, sorry. I mean, Universe 6 Namekians, not Saiyans. Uh, they, we finally get to see these guys. And it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. There's no dramatic reveal. There's no none of that. They just kind of pop up. They try to sneak Goku. Piccolo and Gohan appear out of nowhere, deflect their blasts, and don't even really react to the fact that they're standing there with two dudes that look just like Piccolo. There's not even really a reaction. The reaction comes from them. The Universe 6 Namekians are the ones like, oh, a Namekian, huh? Like Piccolo and Gohan don't even seem to care. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I, I think I just expected more. I expected more of a moment because at this point, I mean, obviously at this point in Piccolo's life, he's seen other Namekians. So it's not like some sort of big re revelation of some sort. But hasn't it been a while? I mean, I guess other than Dende, he probably hasn't seen any of them in a while because, you know, New Namek is however many freaking light years or planets away. I just thought they would at least be surprised that there are these two other. They're not Namekians because, you know, whatever, whatever the whatever the comparative planet would be in Universe six, which, you know, we don't find out. Hopefully we'll find out more about these characters because I think it's very cool and they decided to do that. But I just think the moment went by way too quick and they kind of didn't even really say anything about it. <laughs> but maybe they'll come back to it. Maybe they'll come back to it. Speaking of coming back to it, gosh, Brienne, Rebrienne is still, she is still hanging in there. <laughs> Shit. Vegeta is pretty much lighting her ass up. I don't, I just don't understand why at this, why at this point, they're still even entertaining Rebrian. Like you can't tell me Vegeta can't power up the Super Saiyan Blue and just knock this chick out the ring at this point. Because it's just kind of stupid. Like at first I kind of was I was enjoying it, you know, I thought it was very weird, but it's something kind of fun, something kind of different about this whole idea of them doing so this homage to the other, you know, these other anime and Sailor Moon and whatever else, but now I'm just kind of tired of it. You know, time's running out. <laughs> Let's get some of these people out of here. And just when Vegeta seems like he's trying to do that, uh, I forgot Rebrianne still had a teammate left, which I, you know, because they, they hadn't showed this other girl in a while. So she kind of pops up out of nowhere and kind of rescues her and helps her. And then they kind of go into hiding and Vegeta can't find them. So then we get this little scene where Rebrianne and her teammate are just kind of... <laughs> She's she's just talking about giving up and just being like, you know, the, the universe, second universe is very strong now. What can we do about this? Can we do anything? Is it too late? And then she slaps her in the face and gives her this whole little speech about love and how love con will conquer it all. And, and, and ah, cheesy stuff, but funny. It was just funny because she slapped her in the face. Meanwhile, back to Hit and Jiren. Hits pretty much on the ropes at this point, or that's 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 the impression that we're getting. We we go over and we rejoin Kaba and Kale and Cauliflower on the sidelines. Cauliflower wants to jump in and help hit, which to me makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't you? Don't let your best fighter get knocked out of the ring. <laughs> but of course, Kaba stops them because this is where he starts to realize that maybe Hit has a plan. Maybe he has some sort of counter move that he's been prepping. Um and he ends up being right, you know, because then we go to hit and then we actually 
get hit saying that, okay, I've, I've seen enough of his attacks now to where I kind of, I think I have it figured out. So the entire time hit kept doing his same moves over and over again, kept doing a time skip over and over again, but he was blocking the attacks to minimize damage, but he was memorizing Jiren's fighting style. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> I almost feel like there wasn't as much focus on the actual fighting techniques in terms of that kind of stuff in Dragon Ball Z as there is in Dragon Ball Super. It was just in Dragon Ball Z, I felt like it was more like whoever punched faster, harder, stuff like that, whoever was the strongest in most cases, not all. There was obviously some technique involved in some cases, but I feel like there's obviously there's a lot more focus on that kind of stuff here. Or at least they talk about it more. So uh, I, I appreciate that. So Hit launches one of his little uh, energy reverberation, vibration, heart stopping attacks toward Jiren. It doesn't really do anything at all, uh, but he does kind of get the upper hand on him and he actually lands an actual strike. And he makes his comment about he um, will confine you to a time prison. OK, so this is what Hit has been kind of building up this whole time. He's been kind of saving his time skips and now he's using that power or whatever to put Jiren in some kind of a time prison, because if you can't beat him, maybe you can at least slow him down. Right. Maybe you can at least freeze him until he figure out something else. Freeze him long enough to knock him out of the ring. So Jiren is in this time prison where he's basically just like struggling to move. Um, and it's obviously a technique where hit has to kind of stand there and focus on it. It's not something it's not, it's not the sort of technique where he can just seal him inside the prison and then just go on about his business. He has to kind of stand there and kind of maintain this, this attack because Jiren is so strong that he has to literally stand there and try to physically hold him back and keep him frozen. And you can see right away that it's a struggle and We've got the universe six Saiyans kind of coming up to hit saying, hey, man, we're here. You need us. Just say the word. We're in. We got your back. <laughs> Hits like, don't worry about it. I got it for now. You guys need to go handle this. There's still a rest of the tournament to, to be worried about. That's one thing I do like about these universe six team is that they seem to actually be fighting as a team. They seem to be looking out for one another. <laughs> like hit is showing up and saving his teammates when it's time. They've got his back when it's time. Meanwhile, everybody's letting Goku fight by himself for some damn reason. I mean, look, obviously we know what Goku is like and he would probably tell them, no, back off. I want to fight by myself anyway, but it's a tournament. It's a team based tournament. It makes no sense to let your strongest fighter get eliminated due to some kind of pride sort of a thing. So that's kind of my only real problem with a lot of this writing in a tournament of power is that I feel like they're not actually, some of the stuff is just not, it's not making sense in terms of the, the, the stakes that are at hand. Anyway, so Kaba, Kale and Kalafla kind of rush off to go do their thing. Meanwhile, Hit is still trying to keep Jiren in this trance, but his Jiren is slowly pushing through this thing. Uh, and it's becoming obvious that Hit is not going to be to hold this thing for much longer. So what he decides to do, because he's he's saying, I kind of have no choice now. I kind of have to try one more thing because I can't really hold him. So he flies over toward Jiren. And I'm not sure exactly what he was trying to aim for with his attack. I don't know if he was just trying to, 
he was going to try to obliterate him with this thing or but we don't get a chance to find out because Jiren basically stops him with the force of his eyes okay he uses his eyes to stop whatever this attack is that hit is using and this is obviously a last resort for hit and if Jiren's just stopping it with his eyes well then I think we know with this <laughs> what direction this is headed in so he basically takes this little attack that hit was preparing and just crushes it and just crushes it with one hand so uh obviously everybody's in <laughs> everybody's in awe at this point uh chomp was freaking out on the side even goku is watching and and, and freaking out and and vados is making comments about how he, uh jiren must have the ability to transcend time himself we've got the supreme kai's and the destroyer gods all freaking out over it so clearly this is something that <laughs> they have just never seen before <laughs> all right so and then jiren just kind of goes in on hit he does this technique where he just kind of uses his gaze and just kind of pummels hit back he knocks him through a mountain kind of right in between kaba and the little uh superhero looking character from whatever universe that is so basically yeah he just knocks the shit out of hit man and at this point it's like it's not looking too good for hit and then basically jiren does man what has just got to be one of the coolest moves ever where he just launches that little beam into him knocks him up into the air <laughs> turns his back says it's over and then just detonates that fucking thing <laughs> oh man Ooh, Jiren is something else. Uh, that's it for Hit, y'all. <laughs> you know what? The Hit is knocked out. He's out of the ring at this point. He's gone. He's eliminated. He's sitting. He's sitting on the bench now with the with the the chumps. But look, in Hit's defense, it took it took somebody like Jiren to to get him out of there. So that's something to be proud of. Um. And of course, but of course he's not, you know, he still feels like a failure because he, he's an assassin. He's very much a warrior. He's a soldier's type and he had a mission and he kind of failed it. So he's not feeling good about it. But Champa saying, look, I think you may have you may have um, inspired, you know, the Saiyans, Kaba and Kale and Kalafla. And maybe they'll there's still a chance to win this whole thing. And we do get a quick little shot of Kaba just getting kind of upset. And I thought he I thought he was going to power up here or something, but he didn't. Um. And then they tell us that uh, 50 of the 100 tacks have expired. OK, so we know that these tacks are these little columns in the middle of the ring. And as they run out, that kind of signifies time running out. It's almost like an hourglass. But I guess they just didn't want to do that. <laughs> they just decided to do these tacks. OK, fine. But anyway, half of them have expired. So there's about we're about halfway through the, the allotted amount of time for the tournament of power. And uh, and we've got about half left. And that's that's a lot. We've got about 20 episodes left in the series. So I guess we'll see how that kind of turns out. Um, in the meantime, Jiren rejoins Top and Dispo. And we get this cool moment where uh, we just see Goku just kind of chilling in the rocks <laughs> watching. <laughs> and Jiren says all of the fighters that we're trying to oppose may have already failed. He's like, I don't even have to be a part of this anymore. I'm done. I've already whooped the strongest fighters asses. And now I can go meditate and glow and float. 
and that <laughs> that bothers Goku. He's like, you're just going to like ignore me. You just think you you think you're so badass. You're just gonna you're just gonna go and pretend like I'm not even here. Ooh, it's getting it's getting crazy, man. People are just straight getting disrespected now. <laughs> and even Beerus is like, oh, look how smug he is, acting like there's no one here even worth his time. But even after everything that these people have just seen, we've got two of these other weaklings from whatever universe. They decide, hey, you know what? He's chilling right there by himself. Well, he's not by himself at first, but they kind of come up with this little plan to where one of them decides to distract Dispo and Top. And of course, they rush him while the other guy goes in and goes toward Jiren. He can't even get through Jiren's barrier. <laughs> he can't even get through his force field. So obviously he can't do shit else. And I think Dispo actually says that. He's like, if you can't, you, you can't, you're not even qualified to fight Jiren. No, Top says it. Yeah, if you're not strong enough to pierce the barrier, then there's no point in trying to fight him at all. Okay. But you got to appreciate the effort. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much where the episode ends. We just kind of get a little bit of a narration, just kind of reaffirming things. And we see Goku watching Jiren from a distance, just getting more sort of furious about it but the questions are uh what are they gonna do now okay because goku and hit were easily two of the strongest fighters there of course vegeta is still out there and frieza but it's pretty much safe to assume that they wouldn't be able to do anything either at this point um so yeah that's what it is so what you think about that guys what are you saying send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start reading a few of these right now. I've got one message here over on Instagram from Tan. Okay, you said, like, okay, yeah, because there was a question last episode. I wasn't sure because <laughs> I know you, you follow the Facebook page and you also follow the Instagram account, which I, I obviously appreciate a lot, but I just wasn't sure how to pronounce your name. So now you say I can just call you Tan. Is it Tan or Tan? See, now I don't see. Now I'm confused. <laughs> I'll just say Tan, okay? Yeah, I hope that's all right. All right. Tan says, what an episode, man. Frieza actually gave some of his powers, thought he was going to finish him off, but then would eliminate him from the tournament and, and goes after Jiren. Then Hit goes after him and basically gets his butt kicked and then some sort of time skip move where he freezes enemies. But then when Hit goes for the attack, Jiren does his eye force power and just tosses him and blasts him out of the ring. My question is, how different would this tournament be if they had gotten Goten and Trunks? Also, would they stand a chance to just be eliminated? I think they would actually do pretty well. Tan, thanks for, for, for sending that in, man. Uh, ooh, okay, so how, how different would things be if Goten and Trunks were there? Uh, I don't think it'd be a lot different. I mean, first of all, I don't remember exactly how long the fusion... Because, I mean, obviously, if Goten and Trunks were going to come... They would have to fuse to go tanks, right? And they, I don't, I'm not sure. Did they say that that's not allowed in the tournament? I'm not even sure if there are any rules against fusing. There could be. And if there is a rule, because this, is that two fighters or one, right? Like, I, I just, I don't even feel like they could have been in the tournament because you can only have 10 fighters. So they would have had to have. And then when you when you fuse Goten and Trunks, that's one fighter. So then they would have had nine. And that just doesn't seem like a good numbers game. Not to mention the fact that that uh, that fusion is temporary. 
I forget how long it lasts. I don't know if it's 30 minutes or 15 minutes. I forget. You know, I mean, the tournament itself is not that long. This tournament is not even an hour, right? It's like 45 minutes or some shit. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> so it stands to reason that maybe Gotenks could have done a lot of damage and a lot of work while he was there. But he's also Gotenks, which means he would have been being silly and being goofy and playing around and toying around with people and probably would have gotten eliminated really early on just from being two little kids fused into one. Right. So I don't think Gotenks would have helped necessarily in this case, because, I mean, this tournament is, is about so much more than just strength. Gotenks certainly had the strength, but not the experience, not the you know what I mean? Because the only reason why Master Roshi was able to go as far as he was able to go in this thing was because he had the experience. He knows how to fight. He knows technique. He knows, you know what I mean? Gotenks would have known any of that. Gotenks would have just been going in there shooting out little ghosts at people, you know, and probably would have gotten knocked out pretty soon. So I don't think it would have been a good idea for, for Gotenks to been, be in here. And if he was, it probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. All right, let's see. Now we're going to go on to the next email here. I have one from Miguel. Miguel, good to hear from you again. Miguel writes, hey, Tim, just writing in about another great episode. But first, since I didn't get to write in about the last episode, I just wanted to say that I really enjoy round one between Goku and Jiren. Now back to this episode and the great fight between Hit and Jiren. I thought Hit put up a great fight and was shocked when his was a when, when he was eliminated, especially with half the tournament still to go. I had him going all the way to the final fight to determine a winner. Also, we finally got to see the two Namekians from Universe 6. Hopefully next episode, we'll get to see more of them. So with the tournament being halfway done, it had me thinking and wanted to get your thoughts. Who is your MVP of the tournament or who have you been impressed by the most so far? For me, it's Android 17. I just love everything he's been doing in the tournament, even back in the island when he fought Goku. Anyway, this is getting long, so I'll end it here by saying keep up the great work and really been enjoying the podcast, Miguel. Miguel, thanks for writing in, buddy. Good to hear from you. Um, okay. So, yeah, we finally got to see the two Namekians, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed. I'm just disappointed <laughs> because in my mind, I had it built up as this whole thing where Piccolo was going to see them and they were going to see him and it was going to be a moment. And they were going to talk about it and be like, what, what? But no, it's just more like Piccolo didn't even really acknowledge it. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, at least we got a little bit of a reaction. We got with, with the Saiyans, with the Universe 6 Saiyans. In the Universe 7 Saiyans, they got they had a little bit of an interaction and they got to meet and kind of talk and stuff and whatever. But here they just kind of jumped into the fight. I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's not really they were they were they, they tried to sneak Goku. So I guess all opportunity to talk kind of went out the window when that happened. But I definitely want to see the next episode them have some kind of dialogue or something. Otherwise, what's the point of having these two Namekian looking characters there right who's my mvp of the tournament so far or who have i been most impressed with uh you know i mean i was i think i was kind of with you with android 17 but they just we haven't seen the androids in so damn long now <laughs> to where i don't know if i can say that anymore i think android 17 did a lot uh android 18 we, we we've definitely barely seen so I don't know. I don't know if I can say that anymore. My MVP of the tournament impressed the most so far by hmm, 
you know, Master Roshi came through. Master Roshi did a lot of shit that I wouldn't have thought he would have been able to do. He held his own. He went out like a champ. He, you know, he risked his life. He damn near died. I mean, that was impressive. Just because who would have thought that Master Roshi could have done all that? And he got, he, he eliminated several people. So he may not be the most, he may, he wouldn't be my MVP, but <laughs> he certain that was certainly impressive with what he did. And other than that, I don't know if I have an MVP. I feel like we're getting a lot of attention on the same characters right now. And that's Ribrian, Goku, and Jiren. So the second we start to get some of these other fighters back in the mix again, you know, like we get to see Piccolo and Gohan actually fight some people and then we get to see the androids, then maybe I'll be able to come up with a better answer. I'll try to have an MVP of this whole thing by the time it ends uh, for you guys. But for now, it's just kind of hard to, to pick. Miguel, thanks for the email, buddy. And I have one more here. I have a message on Facebook from Ben. Ben writes, hey, mate, Ben from Australia checking in again. Episode 110 was the first real big boy episode in the Japanese version. The introduction of Ultra Instinct and Ultimate Battles and the Ultimate Battle score behind it still sends chills down my back. Watching the English version of this just didn't do it for me, unfortunately. I'm definitely not a sub snob when it comes to anime, but I found the English actors, music, and even the animation to be second rate to the original. My question to you, as someone who didn't watch the original, did this episode give you chills like it gave me? Because I was really underwhelmed by it due to the high expectations the subbed version gave me. As always, love the pod. Keep it up, mate. Ben, good to hear from you, man. Uh, I mentioned this before, but I think I have I have two. <laughs> actually, I have two Bens from Australia that listen to the podcast. So that's <laughs> that's re- Ben must be a really common name out there. I don't I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so your yeah, your message more so refers to episode one ten. Okay, so you're saying it was the real big boy episode, the first big boy episode. You mean it was kind of like, what do you mean by big boy? That's I'm I'm wondering about that. Also, um, you say the Japanese version of this episode was better because of you, you found the actors, the music and the animation better in the Japanese version. Um, I was under the impression that both the music and the animation were the same. Were they not? Was there was there like a difference in animation between the Japanese, the 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 the, the sub and the dub? I mean, because I, I always assumed that it was just the same exact thing. That the only thing that they would change would be the voice actors, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know, because I mean, I I I always assumed that that's the way it worked. Um, I was not a big fan of the music. If you're talking about that music that started whenever Goku went Ultra Instinct, I didn't really like that. <laughs> I don't. Is that different from the music in the Japanese version? I mean, obviously, it may be different in the in the sense that they may have it may have English lyrics as opposed to Japanese. But other than that, I just kind of assumed it was the same song. So, I don't know. Uh, did it give me chills? Mm, no. I didn't, I didn't get chills. I definitely didn't. I mean, I appreciated the Ultra Instinct transformation. It felt really quick, but everything in Super has been happening pretty quickly. You know, it's never going to top a, a Super Saiyan 1 Goku transformation to me. I don't know if anything will. 
you know that super saiyan 3 transformation came pretty close <laughs> just because it was so long and it's just that music was kicking in and he's and the clouds were moving and shit but that wasn't even his first time doing it so i don't even know if i can count that that was just our first time seeing it um but no i didn't i didn't really get chills i mean i don't i just i don't get chills the way i used to get in dragon ball z and it's just I don't know if it's just because I'm older or just because it's a different show or there's a nostalgia or whatever, but I appreciated it. I mean, it was totally fine. I liked it. It was good. But did I get chills? No. But apparently I need to watch the sub because you're saying that it was so different and so much better. OK, so I'll watch it. I'll tell you what, I will I will watch the sub and I will get back with you. I'll, I'll talk about it on the next episode. I mean, if I can find it, which I'd imagine wouldn't be too hard. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll check it out and I'll get back with you and I'll let you know okay guys well um, that about does it for the email segment so uh, if you have anything you want to say about that you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com I made a strong effort to get you guys the episode a lot sooner this week because I know I've been kind of falling back with just all the moving and all the fucking back and forth and just all the crazy shit <laughs> I've been dealing with lately but um, yeah, hopefully this will be a little bit more refreshing for you to have the episode a little bit sooner. It is shorter, but this episode just felt really short and it just wasn't a lot of stuff that kind of happened here. So um, we're just going to go ahead and end it here, guys. I'm just going to remind you to go and like the Facebook page and the YouTube channel and the Instagram and all that good stuff. And I'm going to sign off here and say until next time for Rock the Dragon podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'll see you guys next time and uh, keep on rocking the dragon. 